We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. When a young child goes missing, the entire nation begins to search for him, and ultimately the family is able to get him back. What happens, though, if the parents are unable to recognize their own child? While it sounds like a plot for an episode of The Twilight Zone, it is indeed a very real event. When the Dunbar family went camping in Opelousas, Louisiana, near a lake in 1912, Bobby, their four-year-old boy, would end up getting lost. The authorities would discover a young child who they believed might be Bobby eight months later. Everybody breathed a collective sigh of relief. Little Bobby Dunbar had been found. However, things would become just a tad complicated when a different woman would come forward and say that this Bobby was her son. And so began the mystery of just who was the real Bobby Dunbar. Hello fellow weirdos, it's Dom and Amy and welcome to this week's bonus episode of Horror House. As always, we are very, very happy that you're here. We're very, very thankful that you've taken time out of your schedule to listen to us uh, this week. And also, please take this as your reminder that you are a wonderful, beautiful human being. You're doing amazing things. You are so, so cool for being here with us and listening to our humble little podcast and we are so forever grateful um amy how are you doing my dear i'm good i've just woken up from one of those naps where you wake up and you don't know what year it is or what day it is or what's yeah. happening so so once i snap out of that i think i'll be better but other than that i'm good i'm having a good weekend the sun's shining i'm i'm ready to fine. hear about a missing child, because nothing says fun weekend like a missing child. I <laughs> know. Uh, I was like, we're, we're going to be having a heavy episode on Friday. Let's keep this one light. And then he goes, you know what? A case about a missing child is just just the right case to do. That's light. Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's light. No one's going to mind. <laughs> and plus, weekend Amy is very different <laughs> when it comes to recording. She goes a bit mental. So talking about a missing child that might like, you know, rein me in a little bit. So that's probably a good thing. At least you can enjoy your, because it's obviously a double episode this week, you know, mm. where your double part. This time you can enjoy your smoothie without having to hear about, you know, someone dissolving bodies in acid and sludge and, and other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how I prefer it, to be honest. I don't know if I actually prefer talking about bodies and sludge when I'm drinking my smoothie or not. But, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I, either way, I'm getting my vitamins, so it's all good. That is true. That is true. Um, and it, a latte and a, and a smoothie—that's a—that's a good—that's a, good, a good pair. I approve. Is it a normal latte? Is it a posh latte? What 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 what's the sip? It's it's actually a turmeric latte, um, because I don't know. It's meant to help you or do some shit. I don't know. Basically, at this point, anything that I think might save my mind, body, or soul um, from the eternal damnation <laughs> that it's destined for is probably worth a go. So. You know, uh, I, I don't think yeah. drinking a turmeric latte is going to stop me from going to hell, but I might be a little bit healthier when I get there. So, who knows? The devil's like, no, no, you had that turmeric latte. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You can go upstairs. 
<laughs> I'll put a, I'll put a call through to the big G man, and you can go and stay with him because you got you you don't need to be here with your turmeric latte. Yeah, I don't even know. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to Google it because I don't really know what the properties of turmeric are. Like, I don't know. It's probably I'm drinking the same... it because like it was on the menu, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds nice," and so I just got one. I'm not 100 percent sure what it's actually supposed to like do for you. It's very yellow, and I spilt it's one got... the other week and it stained like everything. Oh but... no. <laughs> uh, okay, so oh, it helps oh, manage no. bodily discomfort. Not <laughs> that's very generic. Oh well, there. But luckily, I'm constantly, you know, <laughs> uncomfortable in my body. So just, hopefully, it'll help with that. I was, I was expecting it to be like some sort of thing about, you know, because you know, people are like, oh, essential oils like are so good at like curing every ailment. I was expecting it to be like that. <laughs> I mean, it has got I've quite got a long list. Turmeric. It does say other things like skin problems, um, digestion problems, like um, acid reflux, and then it's got like joint pain as well. So. If it does do all of that stuff, then great. But if it doesn't, then I'm just having a slightly god. yellow latte and that's it. I need, if if that's all true, then god, I need some turmeric lattes in my life. <laughs> the other option was beetroot latte and I wasn't sure how I felt about that. So turmeric. Okay, beetroot out. should be nowhere near a latte. <laughs> I don't what know, beetroot's all right. You could make um, brownies with beetroot and they're really nice. But I didn't think I wanted it in my coffee, really. No. Um, so... Have you heard about the case of Bobby Dunbar? Are you familiar with it at all? Do you know anything about it? I have heard of the name. Yeah, it's maybe come across my my true crime sphere at some point, but I don't really know much. Um, I'm definitely not going to be like, you know, giving random facts this episode because I don't know that much. But I've definitely heard the name. Um, <laughs> and it sounds very interesting. Okay. It sounds like a bit of a weird one. Although I don't like the unsolved element. Like, I... I'm already a bit nervous about that. We all know how I feel about it. So we'll see how that goes. But no, it sounds good. I'm, I'm excited to learn more. It's a very interesting. Um, there, are, there are quite a few twists and turns and little plot, plot twists. Without further ado, let's get into who was the real Bobby Dunbar. So the first child of Lassie and Percy Dunbar, uh, Bobby, was born in 1908. The family would consist of the three of them and Bobby's younger brother. The Dunbars loved and adored their children and wanted what was best for them, just like most parents do. I say that most parents on this show don't, but, you know, well, if, if you're not discussing a true parents. crime case. <laughs> most normal parents, uh, absolutely. Uh, the Dunbars would take a day trip out to Swayze Lake in Louisiana on August the 23rd, 1912. Uh, before there was air conditioning and ice machines, the only way to stay cool during the sweltering summers was to take a dip in the neighborhood watering hole or seek refuge under a tree. So, naturally, the swimming hole was calling out for the Dunbars. However, the Dunbars would be unaware that this trip would define the family for generations afterwards. Swayze Lake isn't actually a lake, despite its name. The lake is actually a swamp teeming with alligators. Why go on a typical camping trip when you can add some spice by camping next to a nest of crustaceous remains in a flimsy tent? <laughs> that yeah, sounds like that a, sounds, um, a great, great idea. Yeah, it definitely sounds spicy. You've got to have that element of danger, I find, on a family <laughs> holiday. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure Bobby could could wrestle an alligator if the, if the situation calls for yeah. it. Yeah, this is like <laughs> camping with the Irwins. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> 
Uh, Bobby, who I said was four years old, would sneak out of the family tent on the night of August the 23rd, 1912, and would head down to the bayou. And that would be the last anyone would ever see of Bobby Dunbar. That's it. Case, case closed. That's the episode this week. Thank you for listening. Okay, well, this was fun. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. But uh, obviously, that is not quite where this story ends. Lessie and Percy Dunbar, understandably rather panicked, would look everywhere for their, uh, for their son, but they couldn't find him. Uh, sorry, but when they couldn't find him, they had no choice but to call the police. A statewide search for the boy was started by the neighborhood police and afterwards by the state police. They killed and dissected alligators. Then they hoped... <laughs> this, is, this, is, this tickled me greatly when I was researching this. So they killed and, dis- and dissected alligators, as I say. But they also hoped that by detonating explosives in the lake, the body of, body, uh, the body of Bobby Dunbar would be ejected from the water. <laughs> That's no, no offense to the Americans, obviously. We love you. Thanks for listening. But that's such an American way to handle it. Like, we, 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 we can't find this kid. Let's kill a load of crocodile or alligators and then fucking blow up the lake in the hopes that we get some sort of body fly out. It's like, oh, seriously? I've just got visions of just... like this four year old kid just going, we get stuck in a tree or something. <laughs> You know the episode of The Simpsons where they're doing the barbecue and Lisa, like, like she's going through a vegetarian phase and she gets, she like takes the pig that they're, that they're like yeah. having on this barbecue. And... <laughs> Do you know the bit in Shallow How? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where she jumps and she cannonballs into the swimming pool and that little kid like flies out and ends up in the tree. That's like, that's where my head went when we were talking about this. But it's way more macabre. Imagine being... this is explosives and the kid's dead. So I know this. Is, I know like this is a very morbid thing to laugh, at, but just the idea is is quite quite humorous. Um, but imagine being like you, you live near, like you live close to the lake, and you're just chilling on your porch with some <laughs> moonshine or whatever it is, whatever it is you're drinking. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah this is a really warm evening. Like it's really good. And then just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, you just see this. Just see this thing <laughs> just fly across the sky because it's been ejected from a lake. I, I love that oh, you ducked dear. away from saying dead kid. You just see this dead kid fly past. Because <laughs> that is but potentially is he, what they were trying to do. Though, I mean, right, he fucking will be if he's being exploded out of a lake. What I meant to say, you know what? It might not have been. Not really. <laughs> I think anyone that they eject from the lake is probably not going to be ideal. So. <laughs> I'm hoping they're dead before they, before they get exploded out of the lake. Well, yeah. I hope they're not just like they're just not they've just not fallen asleep in the lake by accident on the lilo, and then the police are just like, yeah, I think he's dead. Let's 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 explode Whoops. the lake, and he's just like, Ooh. margarita in hand goes flying everywhere. <laughs> oh dear, but yes, that tickled me greatly. And like you say, no offense to our American listeners, you make up seventy, eighty percent of our listener base, but. That's the most American thing I think I could have read oh, yeah. today was they tried to use explosives to eject him. This is oh, how us Brits see you guys, like just <laughs> un- unnecessary violence. Oh. <laughs> I personally love it. Oh, I think it's great, but, you know, maybe just be a little bit gentler. Maybe just, you know, troll yeah. a little bit. And literally I, anything else. Get a diver in. Right. They could have done so much. There's so many so options. Many other things. 
Um, so eight months. Oh God, that was a that was a mean voice break. Jesus. Uh, eight <laughs> months after Bobby went missing, <laughs> the Dunbar family got some positive news. A youngster who fit Bobby's description had been discovered in Mississippi. Alive, one Apparently, would presume. Bobby Dunbar. Otherwise, it's not happy news. <laughs> we, we yeah, they got some great news. We found him. He's dead. <laughs> oh well, cool. When 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 can we? When can he come home? Um, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> uh, on April the thirteenth, nineteen thirteen, a travelling handyman by the name of William Cantwell Walters, uh, Walters had been spotted travelling with a youngster who matched Bobby's description. When law enforcement officers would apprehend him, he explained that the boy was Charles Bruce Anderson, an illegitimate child of his brother and Julia Anderson, a lady who worked for his family. He asserted that Julia had left the boy, um, whom he called Bruce, in his care while she went to look for work. Many of the residents of the town backed up uh, Winter's story, but with the boy being the same age as Bobby and having blonde hair and blue eyes, it was enough for for authorities to take the boy from Waters and send him off on the next train to Opelousas. Fairly standard case so far. Boy goes missing. Um, Sometime later, a boy matching the description is found and he's on his way to be reunited with his very relieved Ma and Pa. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary to see here. That's not very thorough. (laughs) So this guy's literally just gone up to this guy no. with the little kid and gone, well, that's like, no. you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm pretty sure that's who I'm looking for. I'm going to take that from you. Like, you, you want to do a few more extensive yeah. checks before you ship this kid across the country. But apparently, no, that'll do. I agree. Close enough. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, it is. It's not the most thorough. But yeah, it's so far, you know, it's, it's a pretty standard case. Well, I say that. Even today, there is debate about what exactly happened during the reunion with the Dunbars. According to one newspaper, it was a happy, um, happy one, and the youngster immediately shouted mother when he saw Lessie. In some stories, Lessie and Percy Dunbar are said to have been hesitant to confirm that the boy was indeed Bobby. Lessie Dunbar claimed that she had positively identified moles and scars on the boy's body the next day after bathing him and taking him home, taking him home for the night. Uh, the Dunbar family was then allowed to return home with Bobby by uh, the police. Uh, Bobby's return would make headlines, but also so did the revelation that the Dunbars weren't first certain that the youngster was indeed their child. Nevertheless, all reservations were set aside and the entire community was ecstatic that the Dunbar family was once again whole. When the Dunbars returned home, a parade was held in their honour but rumours would start circulating about whether Bobby really was the Dunbar's little boy. After eight months, eight months isn't really that long, isn't it? Like, I know kids grow up quick, but no. you would you would know yeah. if it was your Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. And I, I would think that the difference from how he would look at four years old to four years old in eight months wouldn't have been that drastic. No, it kind of feels like that they've... The parents have essentially just been brought this kid because the police were like, here you go, this looks like him, you know, give it a go. And they've just gone, Yeah, ours is probably gone, so this one's close enough, let's hold on to it and see what happens. Yeah, like, I mean, that's that's one of the thoughts that I had when I was, when I was looking um, through the case. Julia Anderson uh, appeared a few days after the Dunbars had taken Bobby home 
confirming Walter's claims that the boy was indeed her son, and that's Julia Anderson's son, not the Dunbar's son. She claimed that she had left Walters in charge of him for a few days while she looked for employment, uh, but her search for employment had taken months rather than days. Newspaper stories suggested that Anderson was presented with five other young, young children who were roughly her son's age, including the, including the boy who had been claimed by uh, the Dunbars. The child in question reportedly failed to acknowledge her when he was introduced. Um, she inquired as to whether he was the child who had been recovered but received no response, so she eventually said that she was unsure. Uh, the following day, when she was allowed to undress the boy, which, without context, sounds extremely problematic, um, she was more certain than ever, more certain than ever, that he was indeed her son Bruce. So, two mothers, both claiming the same boy as their own son. A little bit strange. Mm. I mean, neither of them are win- winning any, like, you know, Mother of the Year awards, are they? One of them went off for two months to look for work and forgot what her kid looked like. And the other one was like, hey, that lake's full of alligators. Off your pop, son. Like, whichever way this kid goes, he's not going to have a great time, is he? That is true. What a what a bit of a mess, shall we say. So, uh, Julia Anderson's hesitation upon meeting the boy was already the subject of a news articles, which did not bode well for Miss Anderson. Uh, They discredited her assertions by referring to her as illiterate and a lady with loose morals, uh, referring to her having three children out of wedlock. What a slut. A little bit harsh. (laughs) I don't know what, like, being illiterate has to do with (laughs) your capabilities as a mother. Yeah. It's not like we're giving the kid back and expecting you to read the name tag. It's, you know, it's a bit (laughs) confusing. Yeah, that was a little bit harsh. so, yeah, it, you could say that is unfair as, you know, if we remember that Leslie was also unsure when she first saw Bobby. So it's not like she was 100% certain and Julia wasn't. They were both apprehensive. But the thing to remember is the Dunbars had money and connections, which Julia did not. Hmm. I mean, a four-year-old kid's not going to know that. So he's not going to be like, favoring them is he unless they've just like you know taken him back in giving him like a shit ton of presents and a great life and the kid's like well i'm not leaving this setup like i've landed right on the feet here (laughs) yeah um so lacking the means to fight a protracted court battle julia anderson would return to north carolina Uh, later she would come back to louisiana for walter's kidnapping trial in order to support his innocence and urge the judge to declare the boy as her son even though she tried, uh, Walters would be found guilty of kidnapping and the boy would remain with the Dunbars. Uh, after Walters had spent the first two years of his sentence, um, or uh, done the first two years of his sentence, his lawyer was successful in appealing the verdict and the Louisiana Supreme Court would later overturn it. The right to a new trial was then given to Walters. Um, however, prosecutors decided not to retry him because of the high costs of the initial trial and would instead decide to free him. He played that perfectly. I mean, yes, but not if the story's true. (laughs) If that's genuinely his nephew, then he's fucked. (laughs) I meant like being able to to, to have people, have the prosecutors be like, you know what, this is going to cost too much. Just just go on your way. Obviously, if he kidnapped a child, (laughs) that's problematic. Uh, so the Dunbars had no doubts whatsoever at this point that 
Bobby was their child. He was playing with his brothers, showing signs of acclimating to life at home and had settled in well. Everything, it would seem, was fine and dandy. Um, The boy, known as Bobby, or the boy that was sort of claimed, I suppose, when, when he returned as, indeed, Bobby Dunbar, would grow up, get married, and finally had four kids of his own before passing away in 1966. The family members recalled that he constantly insisted that he knew who he was and that he was indeed the real Bobby Dunbar, even though he had been told about the incidents that had occurred throughout his boyhood. However, maybe everything wasn't fine and dandy because a DNA test involving the son of Bobby Dunbar and Bobby Dunbar's granddaughter would shatter the foundation of a family. And I think now is a good time for a quick commercial break. What do you think, Ames? Yes, please. I feel like I'm going to be upset by the end of this episode, so just going to give myself a few minutes to come to terms with that. We shall see you back here in just a few minutes. Do you find crime podcasts to be a little too murdery? Then take a break from all things heavy and get petty. Join us, Amanda and Trevin, as we share killer facts, dreadful dilemmas, and tell real-life petty crime stories in the style of an audio drama. There, sprayed all over the aisle floor and eight display wigs was a fresh pile of poo. Listen to Live Laugh Larceny on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friends of Horror House, I'm Britt. And I'm Alexa. And we're the hosts of They Don't Stay Dead. We're a paranormal podcast from Australia, and we've made it our mission to share with you all the real-life ghost stories and haunted locations from our home as well as some encounters with supernatural beings and reports of unknown mysteries. From haunted asylums and ghost ships to big cat cryptids and alien encounters, there's something for everyone. We release new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our Instagram at theydontstaydead for weekly updates. We get a little bit spooky and a lot silly. So join us for some laughs and a tale of the unknown. Stay spooky, paranormies. Back to you, Dom and Amy. Welcome back, everybody, to this second part of this befuddling mystery. Please, in the in the words of Slim Shady, will the real Bobby Dunbar please stand up? Because Amy is going to have an aneurysm at some point very soon. My head hurts quite when I'm, <laughs> I'm under a lot of emotional distress right now. I just, <laughs> neither scenario seems likely. That's my problem. None of this seems particularly yeah. believable. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, like you could bring it, all it sorts of theories rather, into um, it at this point. Like he was a collective lucid dream that all these people were having. And actually there was never really a kid, you yeah. know, he just, that just didn't happen. I believe that more than I believe any of the other stuff. Can you, that, can you imagine? That would be the biggest mindfuck. At the end of this episode, I'm just like, you know what? This wasn't actually real. This is all just imagined. Yeah, this Surprise. is all just a drug experiment by the government. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay. But now it makes sense. <laughs> oh, dear. So the question that we are faced with now is, was this Bruce Anderson who was found and taken to the Dunbars, or was it really Happy Family Reunion? Let's find out. Years after Bobby Dunbar passed away, one of his granddaughters, Margaret Dunbar Cutright, started her own investigation into what happened by reading newspaper accounts, speaking with Julia Anderson's children, and poring over the notes and materials 
Walter's defense lawyer had provided for his kidnapping trial um, and appeal. Uh, Cutright had initially planned to establish the fact that her grandfather was a Dunbar, but after further investigation, she herself would begin to have second thoughts. In 2004, uh, Bob Dunbar Jr., the son of Bobby Dunbar, would consent to a DNA test. Uh, Bob Dunbar Jr.'s... (laughs) This is where we get into the Jeremy Kyle territory of of this episode. (laughs) Well, I was just waiting for it. I was sitting here thinking, come on, someone's got to give up the DNA. Someone needs to just bite the bullet and let's find out. So, yeah, I, I was waiting for that moment. And plus, who doesn't love a DNA reveal? Like, it was always the best bit on, like, Jeremy Kyle or Jerry Sprinter or whatever. So, let's do it. The, the, best, the best moment on, like, you know, those kind of shows, whether it's Jeremy Kyle, Jerry Springer, Maury, whatever it may be, was when they were like, you are not the father. And then the man would just, like, go mad, start running around the room. Smashing chairs. Oh, like that was going to solve the Smashing issue. Smashing chairs. Like, well, you're still not the dad, like no matter how many chairs you destroy. So, then <laughs> for your life. Uh, and then you get the ones that are like super, super happy about it and start like cheering and like climbing up on the desk and shit. Oh, what entertaining <laughs> TV. I might have to go YouTube Plus, some of like... those after this. Just watch a few. <laughs> Top tip, everybody. If you're feeling a little bit, a bit low... Put on the Jeremy Kyle show because as soon as you see the people that go on the Jeremy Kyle show, you will not feel so bad about your, your life. Bloody hell. You know, I, say, I don't think our American listeners will know who the Jeremy Kyle is, but he did go to the US, right? He did a US show for a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. He so did, maybe they yeah. will. Like he was pretty international, which is surprising because he was an absolute idiot. But yeah. Yeah. Def- it definitely it turned- makes you feel better about life, that show. Absolutely. Didn't it, yeah, like you say, didn't he turn out to be like this absolute bellend who just like treated his staff on the show like absolute shit? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he was not a very nice guy. Turns I don't know if that's why he got cancelled. He, uh, he definitely wasn't a very good guy. But he did do some good episodes. No. Like, I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch a few he did. after this. Like, I'm feeling bad about myself, so I want to, you know, feel a bit better. To be, to be a little bit mush for a second, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. Amy, you are a wonderful human, and I mean that, genuinely. So. Oh, that's oh. your little, that's all right. No, well, now I don't need that's any Jeremy right. Kyle videos. So, I'm all happy again. We're all good. <laughs> Who needs Jeremy Kyle when you can when you can have your favorite podcast host? No, no one, apparently. Right that's why I got cancelled. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, in 2004, um, the son of Bobby Dunbar, uh, Bob Dunbar Jr., would indeed consent to a DNA test. His DNA was compared to the DNA of his cousin, um, who was Bobby Dunbar's younger brother's child. Hopefully that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's his cousin, isn't it? He's, well, his cousin if the DNA matches, I guess. The way I sort of looked at that confused my brain, and I was like, I hope I haven't said that in a very confusing way. No, I think I got it. Okay, good. Um, so Margaret pursued, uh, pursued the test confidently, believing that the outcomes would support her suspicions. She had grown up believing that the tales uh, her grandmother and other family members had told her uh, were true. A month would pass and the test results would come back and it would shatter the family to the core. And that's because in a page straight out of the script of, as we say, a Jeremy Kyle show, the DNA results did not match. Bobby Dunbar, who had vanished in the swamp in 1912, was not her grandfather. In reality, he was Bruce Anderson. Julia Anderson's missing child. And there's the twist. But 
<laughs> Amy is currently buffering <laughs> because uh, uh, I think some yeah. steam is about to come out. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. That took so long. I'm really sorry. Um, that was the more likely scenario, really, wasn't it? Because poor, what was his name? Walter, what the uncle. He was just on a train with his nephew, doing a good deed, looking after this kid that his mum had to go and find work, whatever. He was just doing his bit. And then the police come on and they're like, hey, that looks like a kid that we're looking for across the country, so we're just going to take it. Like, it, it, it does make more sense that that version of the story is wrong. The police were wrong. Mm. Spo- spoiler alert, the police were wrong. Like, <laughs> a shocker. You know, so I, I think that's probably that's probably what I would have guessed. But also, it's just upsetting, isn't it? Because they basically lived their whole life thinking that it was him, and actually, they never yeah. found him. They, they, you know, they were, he was never part of their lives again after that day, which is that's upsetting. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm sorry that did take me a very long time to just process all of that information, <laughs> and you know, I had to I had to load just, a little bit. Right. It, so yeah. It was a bit of a bombshell um, to to sort of digest, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, as you say, it is it is quite upsetting when you think about it because Julia was right all along, but because of potentially her status, because of you know the connections and the money that the Dunbars had, nobody believed her, um, and she had to live her life yeah. without without her son. And also, it's like, did the Dunbars did they were they aware? that that wasn't Bobby, but, you know, they, they, for whatever reason, they still brought in that child and raised it as their own, even though there was some knowledge that that wasn't their son. Mm. I mean, the thing is, at four, you've not really got that much of a personality, have you? I mean, this is one of the reasons I don't like kids. They just haven't, they're just boring, aren't they? So I don't know if you would notice. If if he took the kid in and raised him as your son, Bobby, then he's going to, A, believe that he's Bobby and B, be whoever Bobby would have turned out to be if given if that sort of upbringing and that you know status in life so I guess to a lot of people and minds he he was Bobby just not in DNA yeah so so yeah we we have we have answered the question at least from a DNA point of view is that the real Bobby Dunbar and the DNA says it wasn't the DNA says it was Bruce Bruce good old Bruce so the tests, uh, in the Andersons family's opinion, would support their um, their theories, and of course they were understandably happy about that. The evidence also cleared um, William uh, of the kidnapping charge, which obviously delighted the Walters family as well. As for Margaret and the other Dunbars, they were understandably in a bit of disbelief. Some of the Dunbars were unaware that Margaret was looking into the matter so thoroughly. To have such a long-held belief about their family be refuted so resolutely didn't particularly sit well with other members of the Dunbar family. All at once, they felt shocked, hurt, and perplexed. After all, what they did not know didn't hurt them. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I always used to think this about um, like adopt, like people that have been adopted as babies. And I actually did one of those weird things. Like, there's no doubt in that my parents and my parents, you put me next to them, they're basically the same people. But... I always used to think if I found out that my parents weren't my real parents, I don't think I'd care. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bothered yeah. because they 
have been my parents. They were there. They they brought me up. They, you know, those were the people that love me. So who gives a shit if they're not <clears throat> yeah. by DNA my parents? Again, my parents are definitely my parents. Like, it's undoubtable. But, you know, if that was the case, then that's, I think, would be my feelings on it. And I think this is maybe a similar situation in that if I was part of the Dunbar family, I'm not sure I'd really be too bothered if he wasn't related to me by DNA. The problem, I don't think, isn't necessarily on that side. I think it's on the Waters Anderson side where they've lost someone that they didn't need to have lost. You know, they, they were there. They were, you know, they existed and, and they were healthy and fine. And they, if the police hadn't come and stopped um, William, he would have been living his life. He would, they would have never lost anyone. It was only that interference that meant that they lost the person. And who knows what happened to the real Bobby? You know, if, if they hadn't have taken that kid and gone, here you go, here he is, then they might have spent a bit more time looking for the actual Bobby, who granted might have been dead. Yeah. Like, you know, shark infested waters, not shark, shark, whatever, alligator infested waters. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a very good chance that a four year old isn't going to survive, but at least they would have known. At least they would have, you know, had yeah. that closure that, okay, you know, he's gone. I think I'm, I'm reluctant to say, well, this is all the police's fault because they were obviously just trying to do a job, but it it's, it was done badly in this case. I feel like yeah. maybe McClue got on that train and took that kid. <laughs> Fucking hell, McClue. McClue. <laughs> Strikes again. What a moron. <laughs> Wells' worst detective has, has yet again been a Has ruined bad another detective. life. <laughs> he was like, yes, I've got it right this time. God damn it. McClue, you destroyed the Anderson family. You you you've caused the whole DNA test to to come out. Obviously not you personally, but it's a byproduct of your your actions in nineteen thirteen. Yeah. Uh so Margaret still hasn't earned the forgiveness of her family, or at least some of them in their eyes. Uh after new after the news of her grandfather would blow up thanks to the media, her relatives felt like she had disrespected the family uh, disrespected the history and the heritage of her family, and had also done it in, a, in an extremely public way. But while DNA testing has conclusively proved that Bobby Dunbar was in fact not Bobby, but rather Bruce Anderson, there were still unanswered questions. Of course, the most prevalent one, what happened to the real Bobby Dunbar? Margaret thinks that the child perished or was eaten by an alligator after falling into the lake. After all, a small child against alligator-infested waters didn't really stand much of a chance. Um, some media would go as far as speculating that Bruce Anderson had been exploited by Leslie and Percy Dunbar to cover up something that they had done to their son. The rumours of a suspicious-looking man dragging him away were never substantiated, but according to authorities, they discovered footprints leading away from the lake and heard reports from residents. Even after winning custody of the youngster she had claimed was her son, Leslie Dunbar would continue to question whether Bobby was truly the child she brought home. Margaret would remark, quote, I think she had to have, on some level, known. And maybe she didn't. I don't know. I think maybe she was in denial her entire life. Um, you know, which kind of goes back to, to what I said earlier, that maybe on a deep level, she had to have known that that wasn't her child. That she, she there was maybe some willing denial to you know have a whole family again that she was going to take in this child knowing that the, that wasn't truly her son yeah that does seem quite likely i think um 
parents who have lost a child will do whatever they need to do to help their brains cope with that fact. And if you're being presented with essentially a, an easy get out, you know, okay, well, this this yeah. is your son. This this is, you know, you've had eight months where you thought he was probably dead, but we, we've brought him back and here he is, then you're not going to want to do anything to shatter that that illusion, I guess. So it, that does yeah. make a lot of sense. It's very sad, but yeah, it does make absolutely. a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's a sort of just, it's a sad story of a family not being able to you know to to be proved you know right and in a family you know potentially or well not potentially a family losing their son um, and sort of clinging on to clinging on to another child that they know isn't isn't their own yeah bit of a wild one so after a century the identity of the boy who had been raised as Bobby Dunbar was confirmed but is that sufficient. Can such an error, which divided two families and brought a mother a lifetime of sorrow and regrets, possibly be forgiven? Why did the Dunbars feel compelled to adopt a child that they at least partially recognized as not being their own? Did they want to fill the void their guilt created for losing their child? Or was it something else entirely? While one question, the biggest, has been answered, those questions still have not. And uh, over 100 years after the fact, they likely never will be and that's the case of Bobby Dunbar Amy thoughts feelings <laughs> mm, I don't like it I, d- I just don't <laughs> like unsolved cases I, I don't I'm not gonna keep banging on about it because at this point we know that I don't like the unsolved ones I go I talk about it a lot I tend to get a bit like well yeah I just buffer a lot because my brain just doesn't doesn't like it and yeah I think because we don't know what happened to the real Bobby but also because I think I like it when both sides of something have their resolution. And because one of these doesn't, and even the fact that it's almost one of those situations where the Anderson family found out actually it was him and that it was their son and he had grown up and lived and had a family. It just raises so many more questions, so many more feelings, so much more regret anger that the whole thing happened in the first place that it would to me almost be like was it worth knowing like I've now got so much resentment and so many you know frustration about what happened I could have just tricked myself into thinking no it was him and it was you know that was it and my son's gone missing and that's like an interesting point as well you know like if they because obviously Julie Anderson she had a son and he went somewhere, and if it was uh, at the time, as they believed, okay, that kid was Bobby, so he went to the Dunbars, then what was done to look into the disappearance of her son? Like, was it just nothing because she was yeah. from a poorer background and, and she just didn't have the money to fund? Like, a child went missing on both sides, and it feels like both sides just had massive, massive failures in the way that they were looking for them, and that's... I think when it comes to unsolved cases, that's the sort of thing that makes me go, oh, well, fucking hell. I think as someone that, when I take something on, <laughs> I like to, like, I will break it down. I'm a classic overthinker. I'll do, like, every possible scenario in my head and try and come up with, you know, a solution to what happens if that scenario happens. I'm very detail-oriented. So when I hear that two kids have gone missing and the police's response is to, spot a guy on a train that kind of has a kid that looks like the description take it and give it to the family and then drop it my brain just goes well 
you're fucking dumbasses. Yeah. That's that's not fixed. So I think that's why I'm a yeah. bit like, Ugh. and that just all came out in a massive rant. So I do apologize. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's McClue has been at play here. McClue, the collective McClue, name for got... all of the idiot police officers that do fuck all when it comes to these sorts of cases. He's definitely been at play here. <laughs> this has got McClue's fingerprints all over it. Yeah, someone really needs to have a word with him. Uh... <laughs> oh dear, maybe you should have called in T-Man. Maybe he would have been a better, a better solution to this problem. He, he wouldn't have found your son, but at least you'd have a couple. <laughs> and it would have been Yorkshire tea as well. He would have, would have bought it. It would have been stuff. perfect. I would be interested to know if there was a Ooh. reward for Bobby Dump. Because the, the, the whole situation is the police part. So again, you know, I always like to make sense of everything. And the bit that doesn't make sense to me is the bit where the police saw a kid that looked a bit like him from a very vague vague description and went okay we're taking him that that's the bit that i'm a bit like what the hell any good yeah. or, or even not so good but any policeman would know that you need to check more you need to you know, at least do an investigation before you just do that but they did it so freely and willingly that it makes me wonder would the dunbars you know having this big reward that they wanted in on you know was there some sort of i know the police can't take rewards but was there some sort of like funding that the Dunbars had promised that they found their son that they just couldn't pass up? So they just took any old kid that they found that matched yeah. the description. Like I, I can't imagine that there would then have been a reward for information on on Bruce Anderson. So it was very easy to take that kid, get whatever benefit came from bringing that kid back, and then move on with everything. So yeah, it it does make you wonder what's going on in the background. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and speaking of reward, um, I thought I'd put this in my notes, but I didn't because, you know, it's me. But there <laughs> was a there was a reward, obviously a, a monetary reward uh, that the Dunbar, Dunbar's put out. I want to say it was I want to say it was ten thousand dollars. Not sure what that equates to in 2023 money. Probably mm, quite okay. a lot. So that probably also played a bit of a part in it as well. Um, yeah. you know, there's this big reward. This child yeah. kind of looks like Bobby. Let's. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that Sorry, I, I finished both the drinks. <laughs> I finished both of them. I, I need to stop. I need at least a couple of episodes where I don't burp in the middle. I'm really sorry. It's the shot. I mean, this is what unsolved cases does to episode. me. You were so close to making it through an entire episode as well. I know. <laughs> I know. I tried so hard. So, so close. Got so far. And in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so yes uh that was this week's bonus bonus episode hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed it i think it's quite a an interesting case um lots of twists lots of turns lots of questions obviously if you're like amy and you like i mean i think everyone i think all of us as humans we like finality and resolution so maybe this was infuriating for you but hopefully we made it enjoyable at least <laughs> Amy, would you like to see us out on this here bonus episode? I said that very northern. You did. Um, I'd absolutely love to. But just before I do, I just wanted to take a very, very quick moment to say happy Pride Month, everybody. To oh, all yes. of our LGBTQIA+. I, I do lose track of the letters, I'll be honest, despite being one of those letters. I, I lose them. <laughs> um, but to everyone, happy Pride. I hope you find a way to enjoy it and go to an event. And if you don't, then just enjoy it in your own time 
but just wanted to yeah. kick that in before we end the episode no no um yes, absolutely <laughs> thank you for listening today please do find a way to support us um it's not that difficult because we tell you all the time how you can do it you can do it financially you can buy us a coffee using the buy us a coffee link that is on our instagram page it's on the show notes it is in my instagram bio it's in dom's instagram bio it's basically everywhere so what's your excuse yeah. we can only assume that you hate us um so yeah buy us coffee if you would <laughs> like to um go to the merch store get yourself some cool new merch that definitely supports us and it's just really cool to see people using our merch. if you haven't got the money and you're dirt poor like i am then leave us a review um give us a follow recommend us to your friend consistently talk about us until people tell you to shut the fuck up because that's what i do and i do find that it works give that a go um, but whatever you do please 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 join us again for the next episode um thank you for being here thank you for your time happy pride and we'll see you next episode but until then stay stay spooky bitches What a what a interesting tale. That this was my this was my revenge for the the breakdown that you gave me for Artemis Ogletree. Honestly, can't believe you've done this to me again. Like I, I feel like I've been violated. <laughs>